Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the author incubator, Dr. Angela Loria. Well, hey, everybody. We are back at Book Journeys Radio. I am so excited to have you guys here. In this week's episode, we are going to talk about something I know a lot of you are thinking about, which is crowdfunding. Um, And so, as always on Book Journeys, we are... um, we're always interested in exploring the journey to becoming an author. And I think everybody's book journey is unique. And the way you cross the finish line that first time doesn't always look like what you thought it would look like. Um, So on this week's show, we are talking to uh, coach, speaker, crowdfunding expert, Patty Lennon, um, whose first book is called The Crowdfunding Book. So hi, Patty. Thanks for being with us. Hi, Angela. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So we're just going to kick off because I know a lot of people are very interested in crowdfunding as a concept. So what's the crowdfunding book for? What's the crowdfunding book about, and who did you write it for? So the crowdfunding book is a how-to book. So it really just takes the reader from start to finish everything they need to know to launch a successful rewards-based crowdfunding campaign. And it's peppered with little um, side journey conversations that I went through when I was doing my own crowdfunding campaign. So hopefully by the end of the book, they also understand the mindset that you need and understand that they're not alone when things like fear and anxiety come up in the process. And you had a pretty um you had a pretty interesting journey to writing this book. Do you want to tell people a little bit about your crowdfunding campaign experience that led to this book? Sure. <laughs> yeah, mine was different. Um so, you know, I, I became just my journey to crowdfunding was kind of different and I fell into it. And when I did my first crowdfunding campaign, I um it was very early on in the crowdfunding you know, world. And so I funded my amount very quickly. I got um, a lot of social media support from Indiegogo, which was the platform that I funded on. And so because people saw Indiegogo talking about me, they started coming to me for help. That one thing led to another, and I ended up doing a program. And while the program was going on, you told me I needed a book. <laughs> and um, I tried. I was in the process of writing my book, my memoir book, and um, it really felt right. You know, it definitely seemed like everywhere I was going, people wanted this information, and they wanted it quickly and easily, and they wanted it in a digestible amount. And so um, we took the course, with your help, we took the course and turned it into a book and really just boiled everything down to exactly um, what people would need to know each step of the way. I love that. What what I want to spend a couple minutes on, though, is this isn't what you thought your first book would be. Um, and so how was that, how was that journey for you? Because a lot of people have one book in mind, um, and then not getting that book out often stops them from getting another out. So how was it that this book sort of jumped in, jumped ahead of your first book out there? 
That's such a good question. Right. And I honestly, I think, um, and you did not pay me to say this, but I think if you weren't there pushing me and encouraging me, I probably wouldn't have gotten this book out. But, um, you know, well, the first thing was that the book that I thought I was going to put out, the book that I was already in the process of writing was a memoir. And um, looking back on it now, I can tell you I was just too close to the story to write it effectively. Mm. Um, whereas this one was something that I had written. I had taught it over and over and over again. So the information just flowed a lot more easily. The beginning, middle, and end were very clear to me. Um, it didn't make it, like, simple to write it, but it was definitely a lot easier. And then um, what was coming up was I do a conference every year, and so I had put it out there that I was going to have my book at the conference. So I think, you know, publicly putting some boundaries in place really helped a lot. Hmm. Fascinating. And by boundaries, you really mean you mean deadlines in this case, right? Right. Yeah, actually putting something in place that holds you publicly accountable. I love that. That's awesome. So did you envision this book completed before you before you started it? And was that was that event or that deadline you're talking about? Was that part of envisioning it? I think so. I I I wanna say it was like that clean. I um I don't think it was. I mean, I can remember it like I can make the rose-colored glasses version of it. But if I mm-hmm. if I really dig in, I think it was more of like um having it completed would feel like a relief. Like it got to a point mm-hmm. in the journey with the book, those final editing times where I just wanted it done and over. With. So I I don't know. It was so much you know that where I was in the beginning, which was I could picture it. And, and the first time I got the cover design, it was like the most amazing feeling. And I was looking forward to having it in my hands. Towards the end, it was just like, I just wanted it done. Finish um, this bitch. <laughs> done. I, I think a lot of writer. authors can relate to that. That is definitely the one of the, the, it's one of the parts of the journey that I think is hard to imagine because it seems like that would be the easy part when all the writing is done. Right. But right. it's not necessarily. <laughs> well, and I the reason I mentioned that too is that um, you know I I think it is hard to understand that because you're if you get far enough along where you're at the end and you're just making it smoother and nicer it seems like like yay but um you know it doesn't always feel like that and and yet there's a lot of spiritual growth that happens during that process around patience and honoring oh um, honoring value and honoring your reader. And because at that point you're truly in service, like there's no part of your creative soul that's being fed. And so while you're in that process, you've really just got to keep saying, who is my reader? How can I be of service to them? Is it truly fair to put it out like this? Or is there something more I can give it that will make it better for them? Mm, that's totally true. Was there any part of you that was afraid of how people might see you or any part of you that you think uh, was scared about how the book would be received? Um, There was, probably not in the way that, you know, a more personal book would have been. But for me, I was afraid of being pigeonholed as a crowd, only a crowdfunding expert. 
and um, that that was my first book out of the gate, I felt like defined me, or I guess my fear was it would define me, and I don't think I was ready for that limited of a definition. So I would mm-hmm. say that's where I came from. I don't think I had the fear of someone, like, holding my book and judging me for it because I did have the 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 gift of it being my first book is that it was a how-to book, and I knew how, what quality was in like, I knew that the process had been tested so many times, and I knew how good it was, and I had read similar books, like, on the similar topics, and I knew they didn't give as much as I did. So from that perspective, if someone had criticized me, I think I would have been okay with it. And did that, like, how did that either get in your way, or how did you work through the fear of um, being pigeonholed? Because I think that's a pretty common one. Um, well, that's good to hear. You know, I think um, the way that I worked through it was, well, the first thing was there would be a lot of people that would um, ping me on LinkedIn, and that really hadn't happened before for the other stuff I did around business coaching because I think there's a lot of people who do business coaching. But when you get really specific and you narrow down on who your reader is and, and you're really unique in that area, um you know, as you start to talk about that topic, a lot of people will contact you, and that was happening. And so one thing was when these people would contact me to be able to say, go to Amazon and get the book, that really kept me motivated because I knew I could be of service to them without having to get on the phone with every single one of them, knowing most of them wouldn't turn into private clients. Um, right. The sec- you know, the second place was I'm a speaker, and I was getting booked for a lot of crowdfunding speaking gigs, but I knew if I had a book, that would I'd be able to raise my rates. I'd be able to get different types of gigs. Um, so that was a real motivator. And um, you know, when I just and you usually helped me do this when I got into that place, just taking a step back and seeing, you know, what's the business plan or what's the service plan? Like, who are you trying? You know, what are you trying to do? And doesn't this serve it? And the answers always came back to yes, yes, yes. And so from from that standpoint, I could always come back and go, okay, I know this is my ego messing with me right now. Every mm-hmm. time that, that crap came up. So true. That is so true. And I think if you don't have, um, if you don't have that sounding board, you can really get yourself wrapped around the axle, um, you know, just trying to figure out what feel like, um, you know, almost like business riddles. I sometimes think yeah. somebody's, you know, playing a prank on me. It's like, how do I get out of this one? Yeah. So yeah, like, you've got to have that. Yeah. What about the actual writing process? You had um, you had a program, um, so you had already taught a lot of this stuff. How yeah. how did you um, how did you get through the writing process itself? So. Um, so the first part was to just, I think it was just to write and just honor the fact that you weren't, I wasn't writing the end product. That was really mm. important. I had to keep reminding myself that I was just getting it all down, just getting it all down. Um, you know, I had a pretty clear outline because it is a how-to book and it is a very, although you may spin a little inside the process, it is a linear process. There is a step one, a step two, all the way to the end. So I knew that it, you know, had steps. So I had the outline that way. And then um, once I had the steps, it was just digging in and figuring out, okay, 
what's helpful and what is my ego um, wanting to offer here? Because there was a lot of little anecdotes that I would have loved to put in, and I realized every time I checked in, those were just to make me look better. They weren't necessarily making the content stronger. And so, Mm. um, you know, I think it was just having that witness consciousness when I would go to want something included. But But coming back, I think it was just, it's the outline, okay, and then what supports it? What makes it juicier? What makes it easier to read? Um, you know, where can I be vulnerable, even in a how-to process, so that as someone's reading it, they're not feeling um, alone in the process? Because that's, for me, that was my big concern, is that, you know, crowdfunding can be a very um, vulnerable process because you're asking people for help and that's one of the things that our culture does not support publicly and I just wanted to make sure that I kept reconnecting to that as I wrote hmm. okay so for you um, as you went through the process was there ever a part of you with this book that held space for not finishing? Like, did you think this book might not finish? Well, yeah, and let me just go back. Yes, there yeah. was. And okay. so when you you and I started working on it, the other piece was you, you, like, gave me a structure. So you said, like, okay, so we'll take whatever you have and, like, turn it into an outline. So that was done, but you partnered me with an editor. So I kind of had some help there. So by the time I got to like the middle of the book, there was a financial investment in the book already. So that was helpful. Um, but yeah, there was a part of me that was like, screw this. This is too much work. But I, I think it was like probably 60% of the way done. And um, I want to believe that I eventually got over that part of me that suspended that, that place. But I don't think it was until I actually had the book in my hand that that I that hmm. voice was finally silenced. Interesting. So how do you think you got through that? Was was the investment a part of how you got through that, even though it was uncomfortable? The investment was part of it. Yeah. Um, and I think the um, you know just what we talked about before is remembering why. I was putting the book out there. I mean, every time I got a LinkedIn message asking for help with a crowdfunding campaign, it was like, okay, God, I hear you. I'm going to write this freaking thing today. And Mm -hmm. I would sit back down. Um, And then Mm -hmm. having a writing schedule, you know, so that even if I didn't finish it, I committed to just in that day showing up for the amount of time I allotted to it. Right. I love that. So what do you think, because you've, You've started a um, you started a memoir. I know that that's still on your radar to finish at some point. What do you think is different about uh, about this book? What do you think got you to the finish line with this book? You you said something before I wanted to get into like the book wasn't ready um, or you weren't ready for the other book. How how can people identify that? What do you mean by that? Um. Oh, you said I was too close to it. That was one of the things. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think what it is, you know, there's, there, if you're too close to the story and it's still, like, kind of smushed up inside of you, um, everything feels important. Like, it's really hard 
to say that you can't include something in the book. And so it becomes this big jumble of stories. And if you're going to write a book, it has to have a beginning, middle, and end. And if you haven't, if you're not able to articulate that to yourself, it's possible you haven't gotten to the end yet. Like it's possible you just haven't experienced the end of the story. Right. Right. Um, whereas with the crowdfunding book, I had a, I had experienced the end of the story. I had done my own campaign. I had taught a lot of people to do theirs. I had worked with people on theirs. I knew what the end looked like. I had. 100% confidence in every single person who had a dream that they could pick up this book and if they did what it said that they would succeed. And so the end of the story was already written. I love that. That is such great advice. Um, was it hard to put your other book on hold? Did you feel like you were cheating on your book or betraying it I, in some way? I did. And I also at one point wondered if I was completely abandoning it that mm-hmm. maybe I just only had one book in me and that, you know, just from an efforting standpoint, I only had one book in me. And towards the end when it was just going through those rounds of final edits, wondering would I even be willing to do this again? And mm-hmm. um, I think the place I got to was that the crowdfunding book was a book that came out of me, out of me to be of service. And the memoir, although I want to be of service, is also just a story I need to tell. Even if the crowdfunding book, I want a lot of people to read it. With the memoir, I think even if only 10 people read it, I, that will be okay because I just need to feel the relief of having told the story. And so yeah. when I could connect to that and remember that the crowdfunding book was a business decision, the memoir as much as it came from a place of service, the memoir is really just a life mission. It's just part of this mm-hmm. particular journey on the planet that's go around. And it will be written because I can feel that it exists already in the future. And so I just haven't mm-hmm. caught up to it yet. And I can be at peace with that. Gee, I love that. That's so true. It's so true. And the thing that I love about this is the power of getting clear on why you're writing a book and without mm-hmm. judgment. Like, there are not right or wrong reasons to write books, but when you're trying to do it either for every reason or no reason, you just will run into obstacles that will make it difficult to finish. And that's cool. It's just trying to get your attention. So let's talk about some of the outcomes from the crowdfunding book. Um, I know when you wrote the book, you had a product. Um, so what are some of the things that are hap- that have happened as a result of having the book? Have you sold that product? Have you Has it had a business benefit in some other way? Absolutely. So, yeah, so there's more products have been sold. Um, and then what's more fascinating, I think, is there's a lot more products that I became aware were needed. So the product I had out there was really comprehensive. But now that I have so many more people digesting the information, their feedback is helping me understand they don't need a $1,500 product because some of the parts they get just from the book, but there's one place they really do need something. And so now I'm developing other products because of the feedback of the readers. Um, Oh, I love that. You want do you want to tell it? Is yeah. that a secret or do you want to tell us more about what you're creating? Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, the first chapter of the book, which you can get for free, like 
So maybe why I get the most questions about it is how to pick a crowdfunding platform and, like, what are the first steps that you should take. And so I get tons of questions, even though the, the, the chapter really does describe well what to do. People just, what's really happening is that people are just questioning, do I deserve to do this or do I belong here? Like, that's what I'm really wow. And so you know, when they're asking me the questions, they're they're really not confused about how to pick a crowdfunding platform. I mean, I lay it out really clearly. Um, mm-hmm. A place to go and spend some more time around the thought process of starting their campaign. And so just really taking those pieces and just spreading them out a little bit further, diving in a little bit more to some of the mindset stuff, and then really getting at the question of, but how do I know? This seems to be the question, how do I know that this is the right time? And so that's one That's one product. Um, the other big one is um, formatting rewards. So people really seem to be struggling with that. And so I'm working on, um, and in fairness to that question, in the book really there is only so much I can do in a chapter of a book because, Rewards, you know, there's the basic idea of forming rewards, but rewards in and of themselves is a marketing technique. And if you really don't understand marketing, then you probably will need more learning in that context. Mm. I love that. And so how has that feedback come to you? Is it mostly um, is it mostly from email, or how have you kind of figured out where these gaps um, for service are? A lot of them come from email and then also from LinkedIn. Oh, that's fun. Did you know that LinkedIn was going to be a platform that you would get feedback No. No. And honestly, I don't even have a book trailer up on LinkedIn. It's fascinating. I mean, I could not be working harder to not use LinkedIn than I already am. And yet (laughs) LinkedIn just keeps giving me the love. And I think it's that um, because people initially find me, you know, I have a link to the book in my in my um, bio. Um, but I think because people found the book initially that way, and then you know they get it on Kindle, so it's kind of like all there on their mobile or whatever, and they're just that's where they're playing. So then they send me the huh. message. Amazing. You know, I need to send people. So if you are thinking about a crowdfunding campaign, Patty Lennon's book is called the Crowdfunding Book, and it's Patty Lennon. Um, you can find that on Amazon. You can also check out Patty's uh, more about Patty at pattylennon.com. We'll put that link in the show notes. Um, so you can check that out for sure. Um, and apparently you could track her down on LinkedIn and connect with her there. Um, Patty, are you currently helping people with crowdfunding campaigns? Are there ways people can work with you right now? Um, so the way that people can work with me right now is really through the product. Um, there's going to be a lower price product um, that's going to be released in a month or two. And then um, I'm working on select campaigns. So generally speaking, if you need one-on-one help, I have some certified consultants that um, I can match you with. Love that. And you've also spoken um, to, to groups about this topic um, what kinds of groups have have you spoken to about about crowdfunding or that have found you through your book? Um, so yeah, so it runs the gamut, which is really fascinating. A lot of women's groups, um, women's business groups, because crowdfunding is a more effective 
tool for most women than the traditional mm-hmm. fundraising methods. Um, I've spoken at um, banking consortiums, um, spoke at Harvard, I've spoken at um, like in academic settings. My background is in banking, so I think I feel drawn to that. I, so a lot of my old contacts there have been bringing me in. Um, major conferences have been booking me. Ones that I just didn't even, I'm surprised, are even interested in crowdfunding are booking me. So wow. uh, it runs the gamut. Definitely not the places where I was already playing. Mm. Absolutely. And have you found the reaction to having you as a speaker or um or you know, inviting you as a as a coach? Do you, have you found it to be different after you've had a book? I do. And and there's two ways. The first is there's always gonna be if it's not your people, like people who've been following you in the audience and they don't really know you, there's a trust that they get just by the fact that you have a book. And I see that because I I was speaking before the book was out, but on more, you know, generalized women de- business development issues. And I can see the minute you have a book, there's just this energy in the room of, okay, she's an expert. The other side of it is um, where I used to get off the stage and people might come and speak to me. Now tons of people will come and buy my book and I think it's a way to just connect with that person you made the connection with on stage, whereas if you don't have something to offer them, it's almost like the connection is ended. There might be a few that will follow you on your website or if you have a free offer, sign up for your free offer, but when you have a book, they're actually you know, walking away with a piece of you. And that seems to be meaningful wow. to the relationship. I love that. All right, last question um, before we wrap up for the day. What advice would you give to somebody who wants to write a book but they haven't been able to finish it? Okay, I'm going to answer that question, but I do want to just mention something else that I forgot to say. Um, One of the biggest benefits, though, has been media requests. So I used to pitch, yeah, I used to pitch the media all the time and, you know, got pretty good responses, but it's a lot of work. I get requests for quotes all the time. And um, what's fascinating is I get tons of requests from, like, France and China and Australia, places that I just would never even think to reach out to. So I just went to make sure I said that. And then, Yeah, you were definitely not pitching the French media. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So my biggest piece of advice is get a book coach. And if you can't um, find, you know, if that is something that you're deciding you don't want to budget for, then at least find someone that's going to hold you accountable. Um, because without that sounding board, I really don't think I ever would have finished the book. Mm. Yeah, and I love I love that there are lots of ways that you can hold yourself accountable, but the thing about a, like, a buddy is how are they going to enforce it? So, think of some ways that would make you actually take action. Like they're going to make you rake their lawn if you don't turn in your pages. Like what are are you going to do to actually hold yourself accountable? And put it out there. Make a commitment to the public that you're going to finish it. Love that. So Patty Lennon is the author of the crowdfunding book. She is a business coach and a crowdfunding expert and an experienced speaker Um, and we're so glad to have you as our guest today, Patty. Thanks for everything. Thank you so much. 
And you can check out Patty at pattylennon.com or find the crowdfunding book on Amazon. And as always, um, I hope that from Patty's story, you were able to take some lessons to apply to your book journey. Everyone's book journey is unique, but I hope you can see some ideas in there that Patty used to help her cross the finish line that you can apply to your book journey. And if you did, um, if you did find something in here um, that helped you, go ahead and check out the authorincubator.com slash blog. You will find the show notes and you can add a comment um, when those show notes go live. You can add a comment and let us know um, what part of Patty's journey or Patty's story helped you. We will be back um, next week on Book Journeys, Changing the World, one book at a time. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.